You can even see the approaching revolution in clothes. You can see and feel everything in clothes. Welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. I am Nicole, and it is still Black History Month for a few days. It's been a while since my last show on bridal, so I'm probably going to stutter a few times. Bear with me. So when you speak of black fashion designers, there are many ways of approaching it. There's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Nicole way. So this show is very personal and very subjective. Um, So I'm going to speak on black designers I'm feeling right now. For me, I divide this community into two groups, hip-hop and runway, and yes, they overlap. We saw that with Supreme, Louis Vuitton, and so many other collabs. We all know someone with a collection or a line that's solely t-shirts, and I like that. I love that actually because I respect the hustle. I really do. If I was to start a line, it'd be more of a hustle and not so much selling. Um, So first, I would like to give homage, or rather homage, Uh, a lot of people say homage, I'd like to say homage, to brands where the designer did not necessarily have the opportunity to go to FIT, FITM, SAIC, or Parsons, scrappy hustlers that loved fashion, or celebs who felt like, yo, I'm going to expand my brand and serve my community. I also have lots of love for the sewer, the pattern maker, the person that went into debt, whose parents went into debt, and they may never see their collections at New York Fashion Week. I know some of these people personally, and it's tough. It's like being a chef. To be a designer, you have to really fucking love clothes because it's a thankless journey and often viewed as frivolous and unnecessary. How many designers do we really need? None, honestly, but okay. So first shout out or big up to the hustlers first in no particular order. Dapper Dan, Carl Kanai, Damon John and the FUBU creators, Russell Simmons and Kamora Lee Simmons for Fat and Baby Fat, Sean Diddy Combs for Sean John, Beyonce for Ivy Park, not House of Darion. Uh, we don't have time to talk about that. Uh, Rihanna for Fenty, Pharrell Williams for Billionaire Boys Club and his other collabs, and Kanye West for Yeezy, whatever season we are on at this juncture with Yeezy. Thank you to them and so many others. I think Nas, Wu-Tang, Hell, even Busta Rhymes all have clothing lines or did. Um, I honestly salute you. Now, for my sewers, and I just want to say that all designers have to have a lot of hustle in them these days because we really don't need another line if we're talking about need. So African or African-American designers that are on my mind, I will be chatting about both. So first, the two OGs I want to mention, Stephen Burroughs and Tracy Reese. Stephen Burroughs was a Studio 54 era designer who did go to FIT and designed clothes with Andy Warhol, had his lines in Henry Bendel, and was worn by many, many celebs like Farrah Fawcett, Cher, Brooke Shields, and Jerry Hall. So I'm so glad that the CFDA honored him in 2006. Good job, CFDA. Now, Tracy Reese, we have to really applaud this lady. She went to Parsons. Um, She was in the same graduation class as Marc Jacobs, and I think they worked together at Perry Ellis. Now, to be super duper real, when you hear the name Tracy Reese, 
And you have seen this label in stores, whether you were paying attention or not. You could think she was white. And this, unfortunately, is a plus in running a fashion business in America. I had a girlfriend who was trying to sell her Tracy Reese pumps on eBay and was asking me how much to sell them for. Well, I got excited and said, you know, Tracy Reese is a black designer. Thanks for buying her. And she said, I am sure many have said this. I did not know she was black. Uh, Tracy Reese launched in 1998 and continues to build her empire. And I know that anonymity helped her in the 90s for sure, as lame as that is. People do have conscious and unconscious biases when they buy things. If it's Louis Vuitton, it's worth the money. But if it's Shanika Jackson, no shade, maybe not so much. Bias is what it is. So Tracy's designs, in my opinion, of course, are super feminine, colorful, printed, floral. Uh, Michelle Obama did wear her dresses. And Michelle Obama wore a lot of other designers I'm going to talk about today. Um... Tracy is a touch conservative too. I feel like her dresses and things are great for ladies who lunch or if you're a guest at a wedding. Patrick Robinson, another Parsons grad. Um, he designed for Giorgio Armani, and Klein, Perry Ellis, Paco Rabanne. And at one point in 2007, he was the executive vice president for The Gap. Poor Gap. Anyway, his... Um, current line, POSCO, P-A-S-K-H-O, uh, was funded by Kickstarter. And from what I can see, this line is like basics uh, that are comfortable to travel in. Niche of a niche of a niche. That's what you got to do these days. Um, I think he's done with, you know, contemporary or like luxury designs. And, you know, we all know that retail is a struggle right now. Things are struggling. Um, while we're talking about black male designers, I really love what Maxwell Osborne is doing as one half of the high-end streetwear brand Public School. I want to acknowledge his co-designer as well, Dao Yi Chow. And these two, they grew up together, they went to high school together, and they were both designers at Sean John. Small world, you see? Um... Man, I guess I like a lot of black male designers um, in the beginning of this show, but we're going to touch on the ladies in a sec. Um, a line that is sexy and exciting and honestly an inspiring story is about uh, Laquan Smith. Laquan Smith. I was just talking about these kinds of names. This man is a hustler and um, got his designs on Rihanna early on. Uh, they are tight. They are loud, they're glittery, glittery, they're sexy, they're sheer. Um, Laquan makes like the ultimate freakum dresses. You will always see like bare boobs and nipples coming down the runway at a Laquan Smith show. You may even see a Doberman Pinscher. Um, so if you have to wear something sexy, wear a Laquan Smith. And in terms of business, he did it with no debt. I think like the Wall Street Journal did this whole article on him about he, him having 100% sell-throughs, plus press, plus celeb endorsements. Uh, we should all take a lesson from him on how to hustle your business. And he's still super young. Um, but getting back to streetwear for a sec, for years and years, luxury brands sort of look down on urban or street designers. And now you see them collabing here and there and everywhere. And 
I get it. Will this t-shirt line even be around for five years? I, I get the concern on, you know, deciding whether you're going to collab or not. But two guys really pushing that to the limit that I like. Jerry Lorenzo for Fear of God and Virgil Abloh for Off-White. Who remembers that famous 2009 photo of Kanye in Paris with his entourage, including Taz, Don C, and right on the end, if you look all the way to the right, there's Virgil. So um, to speak on Jerry, son of Jerry Manuel, the baseball player, Fear of God is a testament to Lorenzo's um, Christian faith and is also inspired by rebellious characters uh, like John Bender from The Breakfast Club, um, Kurt Cobain, and um, NBA bad boy Allen Iverson. So Fear of God truly has like a cult following uh, with customers like Justin Bieber, Kanye West. Um, the line feels just honestly super grungy and um, grunge, grunge meets sportswear. And even though it seems casual, it's very, very, very pricey. Um, it's carried at Maxfield and Barney's. Um, I stay curious as to what's next for Jerry since you can only buy and wear so many flannels and track pants at that cost. Um, but getting back to Virgil for a second, off-white. So Virgil Abloh, who, although he is uh, Ghanaian, he hails from my hometown, Chicago. Ooh, shy town. Um, a bit of bias there, no lie. Um, Off-White is not Ablo's first rodeo. Uh, do you guys remember Pyrex? Um, it was uh, super hot for a sec. Um, I felt like it was Khloe Kardashian's favorite shirt for a while. Um, it was high-end streetwear. Again, expensive flannels with the word Pyrex on the back. So after Pyrex, it seemed that he wanted to create a more serious and expansive line, that being the Milan-based Off-White, known to be a men and women's luxury streetwear brand. And amazingly, the line is accepted as such, which is different than before when LVMH and carrying brands were reluctant to marry the worlds of luxury to streetwear. The Nike collab where Abloh writes on the sneaker is hot as hell at this moment. And if you've seen the white stripe lines like across the back of clothing reminiscent of like road crossings or warning signs, then yup, you, you've seen it. You've seen Off-White. And of course, Drake, Ace of Rocky, Jay-Z, uh, many celebs rock it on a consistent basis. Right now, Lux, Lux brands are more street than ever, and this has been in the making for so many years, going all the way back to Dapper Dan, and you youngins, if you don't know who that is, hit your Googles. Um, I can remember when you wore gym shoes. Yes, I say gym shoes, not sneakers. I'm from Chicago. Uh, you wore gym shoes for the gym, right? You wore dress shoes for dressing up. Remember, street style or hip-hop style was about making do with what you have and what you could afford. Uh, I'm going to rock sneakers and a tracksuit with gold chains and door knocker earrings because I cannot afford the made in Italy shoes and couture of the 80s. I'm going to put two turntables together with a mixer in the middle because we can't necessarily buy instruments and music lessons right now. So, you know, style and ingenuity comes out of lack, you know, oftentimes. And um, Haley Baldwin, Kendall Jenner did not make the track suit posh. Sporty Spice did not make wearing sportswear fashionable. And Carly Kloss did not make Timberlands dope. If you want documentation about the evolution of high, low style, hip hop, and streetwear, 
is best documented by photographer Jamel Shabazz. Um, I get really hype about hip-hop, so let me not digress too much. We're going to get back to black designers and um, black history. But now, you know, every collection designs a whole line of sneakers every season, and uh, street style always started in the street. But I wonder, after this era of luxury streetwear, bet the mall, and what have you, will it sustain? It's very hard to tell. So, Ablo is African, and he is American. Um, There are three lines I love right now by people who happen to come from, quote-unquote, shithole countries. Um, Mackie O by Amaka Osakwe. Um, She is a Nigerian-based designer. Um, She's based in Lagos, and you always know you made it when Michelle Obama uh, wears your clothing. M-A-K-I-O-H. Look her up. Um, Lupita Nyong'o has worn her too. She makes lovely prints, but it's not all printed. And I think when people think of African designers, they always think color and print, and it's just not that simple. Like West Africa tends to be very bright and colorful, but East Africa, like Kenya, can be very monochromatic and minimal. So don't be corny and think all African designs are like dashikis. And I've seen a lot of that these days at, you know, Black Panther showings. It's not less African if it's not printed. Um, So who watches Insecure? You know, I do, and it needs to come back. Um, The famous pullover with the embroidered word nigga on the front was made actually by a major um, African designer. Um, All kinds of press for Issa Rae wearing this pullover. Obviously, it's controversial AF, so non-POCs, skip it. Just trust me on this one, just skip it. Um, The brand Omandi, um, or rather Recho Omandi, the designer, is a Kenyan designer. And if you go to her site, you'll see like lovely black girls modeling her exquisite pieces very expensive and i think the nigga sweater is like 200 bucks um she has dresses on there like a thousand bucks but any anywho um it's very muted and very minimal and still very african it's feminine it's sporty and africa is just a huge place so don't lump the people or the designers together um a zed jean pierre sounds fancy right well She's from another shithole country, Haiti, and her designs um, are worn by the likes of Naomi Campbell, Solange, and Lady Gaga, and they're all about the fabric and construction, and she is very unpredictable. She makes wild stuff. She makes conservative things with a hint of sexy, not Laquan Smith level sexy, but she kind of winks at you. Um, Azed also speaks up quite a bit for her homeland and black designers and the lack of representation. Um, I admit I have never seen this many black and diverse models in all my time loving fashion. There's more color and inclusion than ever and there's still a long way to go, but I am excited with the awareness that's happening in campaigns and on the runway. Um, But last and definitely not least, the brand uh, that's been so solid uh, for the past 10 years, so happy anniversary to Cushney and Ox, is Cushney and Ox. So now like public school, Half of the duo is black, that's Carly Cushney, and the other half is white, Michelle Ox. Carly is of Jamaican descent, 
and the line is known for its minimal but sexy silhouettes. Everyone, including our first lady, has worn them. Our real first lady, not Melania. Um, and very interesting, Miss Ox is leaving uh, the company as of last week. So it's all about Miss Kushni right now. And uh, she'll be the sole designer. I don't know if I should be excited or worried, but let's wish them another 10 years. I'm sure Carly can more than handle herself. So if you have to wear um, African or African-American designers, I suggest you refer to this list.